Welcome to the HR Like a Boss podcast. I'm your host, John Bernadovich. Thank you so much for listening. Please consider liking, commenting, subscribing, and sharing with a friend. I've embarked on a journey to get to know amazingly awesome HR and business professionals with the hope to find out what it takes to do HR like a boss. On today's show, I cannot tell you how happy I am to have Jamie Myers on the HR Like a Boss podcast. I met Jamie almost 11 years ago at a Panera in Montrose. I know on the last show we had Bob on, I met him at Summit Mall. And so surreal to have this series of uh, Willery employees joining me to share what they think it takes to do HR Like a Boss. So Jamie, welcome to the HR Like a Boss podcast. Hey, John, I am happy to be here. Great. And I'm, I'm so excited to have you be able to share your experiences over the years. I know over the last 11, so, 11 or so years, we've gotten to know each other quite a bit. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a first on the HR Like a Boss podcast. And if, if, you're, if you're listening at home, Jamie and I have something in common. Here's one of them. This is Jersey. She's looking at me like, what the heck? Jersey's a Cavapoo. <laughs> She's waving into the camera right now. <laughs> and we have we have a love for pets that we've learned over 11 years that we have in common amongst other stuff like recruiting and helping people. But Jamie, for those that don't know you, say bye, Jersey. Those of you listen on, on the bye, audio, she's, she's not sure what the heck's going on right now. <laughs> but Jamie, tell tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, what you're into these days and, and how you're doing. Yeah, I'd be happy to. So like John said, uh, we do love dogs. I am a dog mom of two. Um, I have a French bulldog, excuse me, named Bruiser and a pit named Vivian. Um, so those are my two fur kids. I have been with Willery for going on 11 years this year, started fresh out of college with John. Um, one of the funny comments that I always tell people is when John and I first met via phone, I told him I did not want to work for a small company and I did not want to do sales. And I ended up working for a very small company. And I ended up starting in sales. So here we are 11 years later, and I am a full cycle recruiter for Willery. I've been in this capacity for, um, well, my whole time, but uh, right now, the last couple of years, I've been solely focused in that space and I love it. Um, down here in Columbus, Ohio, go Bucks. I am a Ohio State grad. Um, so yeah, just happy to be here and talk to you guys a little bit about HR and from uh, my recruiting perspective. Yeah, I'm sure people can't wait to hear it. We'll get right into the first question, which is the same for all guests. Jamie, how would you describe the purpose of human resources? Yeah, so when I think about human resources, I think a formal uh, definition and I think of an informal definition. So from a, a formal perspective, um, I really think the purpose of HR is to really manage and develop the entire employee lifecycle from hire to retire. So that's probably a pretty common response. Um, but informally, I really think that human resources is the voice of the employees. So being able to listen, prioritize, and promote um, employee opinions and ideas, um, I think is truly uh, their purpose. Yeah, maybe it gives me an idea. We should create a uh, HR version of the voice and have them stand up and share their two cents and whatever that feels like. I know you and I just did that not too long ago, being the co-host at Disrupt HR in, in Columbus. And I'll, I'll get to that question in a bit, but uh, we might have an idea there, the voice, HR style. I don't, I, like know who the, I don't know who the famous people are that are on that show, but maybe we can recruit them to do that. <laughs> yeah, we can come up with somebody. All right. Well, I know HR is near and dear to your heart. And uh, as you formed your career, getting into recruiting and sales and marketing at Willery, obviously we've been focused in supporting the HR and payroll profession. And I'm curious, 
from a trend perspective, I know you specifically have seen the impact from a recruiting um, standpoint, you know, pre-COVID, in the midst of the first year of COVID and all that went with that. And now that we're two plus years past that, the, the impact of remote and hybrid and on-site requirements as recruiting gets harder and a lot of candidates want to be remote 100%. And I'm curious about your perspective of that, how clients can adapt accordingly to be able to attract top talent. Yeah, it's been it's been really different the last few years uh, since I started when everybody was just on site. There's no such thing as remote. And the fact that Willery is 100% remote was kind of an anomaly. Um, if you guys didn't know that, we're 100% virtual workforce here. So luckily, we were not impacted by the pandemic. Um, but, you know, as I've continued to recruit over the last couple of years, some of the, the trends um, in work environments have definitely shifted. So, you know, companies are, are trying to manage their workforce through different environments, whether it's on site every day. Yes, there's actually still companies to this day that have people on site every day. Um, and then there's others that are offering more flexibility um, by changing to more of a hybrid remote on site or 100% remote work environment. So, um, this is really impacting recruitment, as you can imagine, um, from a, duffel, a couple different angles. Uh, from a candidate perspective, most candidates that I talk to to this day are in the market um, for a hybrid at the very least, but mostly 100% remote work environment. So um, that adds a level of difficulty from a client company perspective. Um, if you're not offering that flexibility to those candidates that are looking for it, then your talent pool diminishes significantly. Um, and then from a recruiting perspective, it's definitely making my job a lot more difficult. Um, and if you wanna make it easier, uh, just offer 100% remote for all of your positions. Um, I know that's not always feasible, especially in more of a manufacturing environment. Um, I realize that there needs to be that employee engagement on the plant floor, but um, it, would, it would really be helpful to cast a wider net and really help me um, and the rest of the Willery team really find that perfect candidate for you. And I know when we first start off conversations with clients, one of the criteria that we look at in trying to see how, how well or how quickly we can support them is, is your position full-time or part-time? If it's part-time, you end up limiting your talent pool significantly. And then to your point, is it 100% on-site? Is it hybrid or is it 100% remote? And as you said, candidates are really, really looking for that hybrid environment at the very least, but that 100% remote. And if your business is not at that point, you know, feel free to hit me or Jamie up online or through social media. We've, we've spent our, well, her entire career working remotely and most of mine in our virtual work environment. And there's a really great way that you can do that and still have camaraderie and accountability and structure for your employees while they have the freedom and flexibility to, to have that work-life harmony and supporting them in that regard. But yeah, keep, keep that in mind. And I know it's a challenge. We always want to iterate that, figure it out. And Jamie and I are here to help if you have any questions in that sense. We won't get into all the details, maybe for a subsequent podcast on that subject. But I did want to just dig in for a minute, Jamie, because I know uh, recently you and I were fortunate enough to be the co-host for the first ever Disrupt HR in Columbus, Ohio. Disrupt HR has a trend that's been trending uh, pre-COVID quite a bit and then took a pause based upon the form of getting everybody together in person, getting 10 or 15 speakers to do a five-minute TED Talk-like presentation where you've got 20 slides going 15 seconds at a time, and it's not within your control. And I was just curious 
Jamie, to get your perspective of what it felt like to bring that event to Columbus and the vibe that we had uh, not too long ago. Yeah, I mean, as you guys know, like I said earlier, I'm a Buckeye, so I graduated from um, Ohio State. I came to work for Willery, and again, due to our virtual workforce, I was able to stay in Columbus and work here remotely um, from the beginning of my time with Willery. So um, was really the, the only Columbus person for a very long time and, until last month or so uh, when uh, Christy joined us and was also a speaker at Disrupt HR. Um, so it, it meant a lot. I mean, we worked really hard a couple years ago to put this event together and then the pandemic happened and we had to shift gears. And um, so it took a couple years to get it, but we finally brought it to Columbus. We had a beautiful evening um, wine and laughs, laughs and tacos and all kinds of fun stuff that I think everybody just really enjoyed it. So being the first ones in Columbus to do it is a pretty big deal. And um, I'm happy that we were able to bring such a successful night. Yeah, no, huge credit to you and to Bridget as well, who was instrumental on our team and putting that together. And I know you, you did a ton of work in galvanizing our volunteers together, but I'll tell you for those listening, it was amazing to me, the amount of effort and energy it took us to persevere through the last couple of years to, to put that event on, but we, we never stopped. We wanted to bring it to Columbus, maybe with stubbornness or competitiveness because uh, Jen, Jennifer McGlure asked us to do it and we, we wanted to hold to our commitment. And Columbus, again, is not but 100 miles away from where the very first Disrupt HR happened in Cincinnati. And gosh, that seems way too long for it to be, what, almost nine years apart from the first one and, and now, now this one. But I was really surprised by the number of people that had never been to a Disrupt HR event. When I asked, mm -hmm. you know, raise the hands when we were there, and it just seemed like a handful of people out of the 125, 150 people that were there but the energy they felt in that room and just the format. I think the format and the quality of the speakers made it. And I also feel like there was some pent up demand. People wanted to get back together again, back to your hybrid on-site remote work question. There's a lot of spirit behind that. So super yeah. glad to have it. May 17th, I think next year, 2023, if you've got nothing to do and you're in Westerville, Ohio, which is a suburb of Columbus, please check it out five to eight. We'll have 10 or 12 great speakers and hopefully more fun than we did this year. All right, yeah. enough plugs on Disrupt. <laughs> Let's get back to the questions. I know that's something you and I have worked on personally and probably seen each other evolve quite a bit over the last 11 years is this thing called EQ or emotional, emotional intelligence, which has become more of a buzzword and kind of a common uh, strength and or training um, opportunity for a lot of individuals. And I'm curious about the person that you have in your life that carries such a high degree of EQ and how it has positively impacted their effectiveness in their job and their relationships and everything they do. Yeah. So quite honestly, um, you were the first person I thought of John, because we have worked through this, but that would be boring if we sat here and talked about each other. So I had to come up with somebody else. Um, but shout out to my boss, lady, Lisa Mamula. Um, she's going to be my go-to here for this. Um, she's, uh, obviously my boss. She's been working with Willary for a while now. John uh, knows her very well, um, is on the leadership board together with John, but she's always exhibited, you know, ideal characteristics of emotional intelligence. And just to name a few, she's an excellent listener, never interrupts, pauses before she responds. She's very patient and she's empathetic. Um, and something that I really value is that she thinks before she speaks, because that's not always easy. Um, I definitely have a difficult time with that. 
Um, but really, you know, her level of EQ allows her to be somebody that you can really count on, somebody you can go to if you need to vent, and somebody you can bounce ideas off of. Um, so yeah, she's kind of, she's luckily my boss, but also a really um, good go-to and in, in just discussing whatever you want to discuss and, and, you know, not feeling like she's judging you by any means. Um, yeah, Lisa, this one's for you. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, no, she'll a big smile on her face while she's listening to this right now. Maybe mm -hmm. a little bit of blushing knowing her because she's she's not she's not one to boast. And certainly I agree with all those characteristics. I, I would maybe add one word to my description of Lisa and others that I know that exemplify emotional intelligence is steadiness. Doesn't mean they don't feel the emotions, they don't get spurred inside of them, they don't have that, but there's a level of steadiness that allows you. Jamie to come to Lisa with a concern or a question or a comment and know that she's going to, she's going to receive it. She's going to ask questions. And that I believe my guess is that it allows you to do that more than just one time over and over and over again. It creates that safe place. Yep. That's right. Well, cool. Let's talk a little bit about our sponsor, which I know is near and dear to my heart. And I know as well to Jamie's thank you to Willery for supporting the formation and continuing to provide resources that, that are needed to put on this podcast. Willery's purpose is to empower people and is focused on supporting mid-sized companies with our direct hire search and temporary staffing services, along with a unique client side HR technology consulting practice. If you're struggling to find talent, call Jamie first and foremost, or if you're not getting a return on your investment in your HR technology, please visit willery.com to learn more. All right, let's get on to the next last few questions. I know that we've talked about this quite a bit. I know for a period of time, uh, I was your direct supervisor and uh, boss, boss man, as you once called me, <laughs> but I'm curious about your maturation and your number one suggestion when it comes to giving and receiving constructive feedback. Yeah, awesome. Definitely uh, near and dear to my heart. I've always told John that I really like receiving the constructive feedback. Um, it's not always easy to hear, um, but it definitely is helpful in, in development. So from a giving constructive feedback standpoint, um, one thing that I've learned over the years is that the constructive feedback has to be timely. Um, you know, employees should know in a timely manner what they're doing right and maybe what isn't working well. Um, because if you, you know, if you're not timely problems will absolutely snowball and it will make a pretty awkward discussion if you're going to be speaking about an issue that occurred six months prior. So, um, I would say, you know, annual performance reviews are kind of on their way out and regular consistent feedback is definitely the way to go. Um, as far as receiving feedback, pretty easy. My number one tip is to clarify, clarify, clarify. So ask questions. Um, I could go on and on about other tips, but you said one, your number one tip. So it would be ask questions. And for those of you that, that know Jamie, well, you won't be surprised by this years ago when we started going through like a, a constructive, you know, feedback type discussion, her and I came to this realization that she needed immediate feedback. And I was trying to like relate to that. Like when you say immediate, what does it mean? She's like, well, if you see or hear me doing something, text me the exact moment that it happens. You and did it. Like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, that feels a little weird for me, but sure enough, like, you know, one time it happened or maybe twice, I can't remember how often, but 
I texted you and you were like, I remember vividly, you're like, I knew it, dang it. I knew that I did that. And I knew you were going to text me. Thank you. Let's talk about it. And then it was like, no big deal. I don't know yeah. whether that's realistic to have it in that's that timely. Of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, instant messenger type feedback, mm -hmm. but any, any feedback that lasts, I'd say more than 24 hours starts to stink and starts yeah. to get stale and shows you as a leader that maybe you're apprehensive of giving that feedback and as a person to receive it, uh, they're, they're questioning, well, what, what took you so long to, to provide that? And I think the, the coolest part for me, Jamie, was that we came to an agreement that, that this is how I want, this is how I want to work through this. This is how I want it to be pro provided to me. And, and, and honestly, I think I maybe have texted one other employee one time, that type <laughs> of immediate feedback. And we established yeah. that cadence and routine that worked for us. I think it's important to set expectations with that employee. So obviously for us that worked, but maybe for someone else, not so much. Um, so just making sure that, you know, you let them know or have a cadence with them about what their expectations are, how they receive feedback, how they want to receive it. Um, I think it's pretty important. You got it. All right. Well, the podcast is called Hr Like a Boss. The pending book is called Hr Like a Boss. And I get all guests out of the show on this very last question is how would you describe someone that does HR like a boss? Yeah, this is tough. There's a lot of different um, adjectives that you can use to describe a boss of HR. So my go-to is just somebody that actively listens to employees and empathizes with them. Um, that's truly what makes them an HR boss. Yeah. And I've thought about this a lot. Obviously I wrote the book and have a lot of <laughs> conversations around amazingly awesome HR and in the correlation of like, like a boss, if you know the meme or the gif or whatever the heck it's called, Jamie can tell you where that famous actor walks into the room, he's got the people behind him and he's just like bossing his way in. The correlation is, is a lot of HR professionals, when they walk into a room, everyone looks and like, oh my gosh, why is HR here? We're going to get fired. And the idea of having the command of the confidence that I'm here for a good reason, it, it may be that we have to hear something that's going on that may lead to a termination, but more times than not, I'm here to contribute, add value, provide insight, be able to be a, a good business partner. And I think doing that like a boss is, is really what this is, this is all about. Yeah. Awesome. Jamie, you did a great job. I'm going to do a quick recap for our listeners. I know for first and foremost, you, you said something I have not heard about before as the purpose of HR, the voice of the employees. That's the purpose from your perspective of what human resources is responsible for. You also gave a suggestion for all employers that are 100% on-site, at least go to hybrid. If you're hybrid, go to 100% remote. <laughs> That's coming from a recruiter who talks to HR professionals every single day and getting what that market, the candidate market is looking for. You mentioned Great EQ with your fearless leader, Lisa Mamula, an, an exceptional listener, patient, empathetic, thinks before she speaks. Those are all great characteristics. We talked a little bit about the benefit of getting feedback immediately, maybe not instantaneously, <laughs> but immediately. And at the same time, clarifying what you're hearing from someone when they share that feedback and that as you're receiving it. And again, you reiterated the importance of that active listening when it came to HR like a boss and the ability to, to really be consultative and support your employees and whoever you're, you're, you're providing your great, amazingly awesome HR to. Jamie, you did great. Hope you had fun. Thanks, John. I did. Appreciate you having me on.
Thank you for checking out the HR Like a Boss podcast. If it resonates with you, please consider leaving a rating or review. And better yet, subscribe and share with a friend. Until next time, let's continue to aspire to do amazingly awesome HR.